Welcome into Paydirt Sports. Guys, it's good to be back. We got me, Will Dundon, here, along Nick Trucial, Reese Bennett, after my week-long trip to Mexico. It's good to be back, fellas. We got a lot to talk about this week, but first of all, how was y'all's, uh, how'd it go last week? It was pretty good. I feel like uh, Reese and I were able to able to keep up, um, and we, we handled uh, the adversity pretty well. Yeah, last week was good. I mean, we held it down, the... Uh, you know, just us two talking shop, talking ball. I think we, I think we had a lot of fun doing it. I hope, I hope, I heard some good things from the uh, the worms, the groundhogs, and the listeners. They said they uh, they liked some of our takes, and you know, it was good. We missed you. We're glad you had a good time, married man now. Um, but it feels right to have you back. No, yeah, I'm definitely glad to be back. And I did. I tuned in. I listened. I didn't. I don't think I got to finish the whole episode, but I did listen to some while I was on vacation down in Mexico, and it sounded pretty good. I liked it. I liked what I heard. But yeah, I mean, kicking it right off, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. College football this weekend did not disappoint. No, a lot of crazy stuff this weekend. Tennessee I feel, Vols. Yeah, I feel like the biggest one. We'll get. Oh, we'll get into Tennessee. I have a rant ready for the Vols. <laughs> if you if you like Tennessee football, you're gonna like this. Also, if you hate Tennessee football, you are also gonna like this because it's a mis- It's just miserable. It is. But first of all, big big game. I well. Multiple big games. My favorite one, though, Arkansas just coming out and hell yeah, running yes, on tech. Like horns just down, taking yeah, horns, horns down. down all the Starting way. Starting the horns, field too. That down. was epic. Welcome to the SEC, brother. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, and so here's the thing. It's funny you say that because I've heard a lot of lot of people talk about. Oh, here comes Texas. They think they want to come to the SEC, and they're coming and getting wrecked by one of the bottom feeders of the SEC. The only thing I don't like about that is Arkansas. Arkansas they're not a bottom feeder. I, anymore. I know they had a they they had a slow start against Rice uh, last week, but ended, they ended up coming back and pulling away, yeah. and it looked like a good. You know, they ended up winning by a few fun. touchdowns. I think just started slow, but got man. I mean, starting last year and looks like they're carrying it out. Sam Pittman is just doing a hell of a job. There. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But he struck. He struck a chord somewhere last year. They got a little hype. They got a little fired up. And man, that team loves him. And it just goes to show you if you got a team that believes in your coach and can kind of take on that identity. I mean, they're looking yeah. like they're going to win some games this year. I can see and, them winning seven, eight games, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, I agree. I mean, as as an Aggie grad, I'm nervous about next week's game versus Arkansas. I think the main thing. I still don't think they have maybe quite the guys there. I think they've got some really yeah. good athletes. They've got some fun players that are going to be problems for some teams. But, man, you start winning a few games and those recruits will come, you know. They've got moxie. Yeah. yeah. Arkansas has they spirit. Have they, have, they have moxie. They have spirit. They're, they've come together as a group. And it was so awesome to watch them just I mean, take that ugly, burnt orange school to the woodshed. And then, you know, good for all – well, first, you know – the fans are back. We've already talked about that. But Definitely. good for all those uh, Razorback fans just, like, getting to storm the field and, like, immediately tearing down the goalposts. The goalposts were shaking in their boots in the fourth quarter because they knew they were going down. Yeah, our buddy uh, and teammate Boss Cog was in attendance at the game. I can only imagine what he was – what was. I would love to have been yeah. able to sit next to him during that game. And, dude, you know what? They deserve it. Those Hog fans – I think when Boss Cog, Seth, was in college – I think back, I want to say his junior and senior year, 
I think it was. I think it was two years in a row they went like two and ten. Then they went. Oh, they didn't win an SEC game. It was bad. I mean, dude, talk about just going through it. It was like the darkest of the dark days for the Razorbacks, I believe. I mean, and we've been through bad days. Like we've had bad teams. We we were, or at least I was there for when the Vols were zero and eight in the SEC for the first time and only time. But even that, like I've never, I've never experienced to my memory a two and ten season like that's yeah. that, that's that is ugly. another level that's, ugly. that's bad but that's hey bad. you know what good for them and so personally i'm still not out on i still think sark will probably get something going at texas i know yeah. a lot of people watch that game and are just ready to think out texas is just gonna come in and suck but i think steve sarkeesian will probably get them going i think he's just too great of an offensive mind, honestly, and there's too much money there. Moving, I think the SEC move to the SEC will help them in some ways, and yeah. they'll get it going. Yeah, but, but they got a long way to go. They do. No, it's going to take time for sure, and that's the only thing. Texas fans aren't really known for giving guys a lot of time yeah. or really wanting to. You know, they're they'll fire coaches. Oh yeah, they'll, well, get, they'll get rid of people if they're not successful. So. Well, especially I mean, you have got these guys come in, and it kind of seems like. You know, they brought in Charlie Strong. They brought in Tom Herman, who seemed kind of yeah. like the home run hire. You know, and then just not panning out or not meeting the expectations and getting them out of there right away. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting, to say the least. But then another big game, Ohio State goes down. Losing, yeah. yeah. Mario Cristobal in Oregon. Impressive. I, I knew Ohio State was in trouble when the first game back in, what are they, did they call it the horseshoe up there? Yeah. Their stadium? Yeah. I knew they were in trouble when, you know, First big game back in the horseshoe, the drum major comes sprinting out of the tunnel and just face plants. That, that, that was just a bad omen. He did they, a good Daniel they, Jones impression. Oh yeah, I mean they <laughs> lost the game on that. That that just started him off bad. It was it was terrible to see. Well, what's crazy is Oregon looked really good, right? Yeah. Lots of big plays. Offense was just exploding everywhere, but. They beat Fresno State 31-24 last week. So that's why I thought going into the game, Ohio State, State was about was to run them. Just going to run them. it em. just didn't happen. And I think I was talking about – I actually didn't get to watch that game. Um, but, Reese, I think you said C.J. Stroud looked good. He threw the ball all over the place, and it just wasn't enough. Well, yeah, I mean, he had he was 35 for 54, 484 yards, three TDs, and an interception. Like – Ohio State has an elite offense. They've got playmakers all over the field, and Stroud is good. Like he's really good, but their defense is just bad. They're bad. They look like a Big Twelve defense out there. Yeah, that'll be interesting, especially kind of moving forward in the Big Ten season. Yeah, I think. I mean, what separates them from the rest of the Big Ten is they do have that offense that can kind of just is explosive, light it up, flip a switch, yeah. and the rest of the Big Ten even. Even the good teams like Wisconsin and Penn State and they, Iowa. I mean, we saw that Wisconsin. And yeah, Penn they'll State just game flutter game. out. Offenses won't really do anything. Right, no scoring or, games. Or maybe on the other side, you'll see those teams kind of get Ohio State to come down to their level and kind of grind it out with yeah. them. So it could be interesting. But I still see Ohio State as the clear cut. At least, just I mean, obviously more talented. They're definitely the favorite of the Big Ten, right? Because yeah, even right, with this loss, because a lot of people, I think I saw a poll that had Iowa like way up at the top, and I'm just thinking, I, mm. Iowa might keep winning games, but I mean that happened to them a few years ago when they, I think they won, I think they won 11 games, yeah, and went to the Rose like Bowl, and then they 
got to the Rose Bowl against Stanford and just got, and just got wrecked spanked. by, by yeah. an explosive offense. You yeah. know? They couldn't keep up. But the thing is, like, have we as college football fans been disrespecting Oregon? Because the past few years. Yeah. I mean, I mean Oregon is good. I think the Justin Herbert team, I, we've talked about this before. The there is I think there is some Pac-12 bias, right? Because it just They're late just games, you don't get to see it. Yeah. But I remember that Justin Herbert team, and I would have loved I mean, to seen them get that, in the playoff. And since then, they just kind of kept it up a little bit. You yeah. Know, they keep they keep winning games. They've always they they lose a couple of games a season though, but still we're staying around double digit wins every season. I mean, they've been good. Right. So they own the West Coast, in my opinion. They're the most attractive school at the moment on the West Coast. U.S. Well, we'll get to it, but Oregon's got all the swag. They've got all the money. They've got the cool uniforms. If I was a kid, you facilities, know, facilities. Yeah, the facilities. They've got everything. Awesome. I mean, Nike just kind of makes it. Nike makes just it all. throws money on them. Yeah, and their coach is good. Like, yeah, I think I don't know if Oregon gets enough respect. I mean, Oregon gets a lot of good recruits. They've had a successful program. You know, the past. I admit, probably even over a decade. I mean, they had those good teams. They had that all the way back to all the way back to Dennis Dixon and uh, Jeremiah Masoli. Yeah, when he yeah. Was there before I, mean, I think he went to Ole Miss. They later, they've but, been yeah. good in on the West Coast and in the Pac-10, Pac-12 for a long time. They had that Marcus Mariota team. They had that team that went to the Natty and lost and was 2011 against Cam Newton. But they've been really really good and I like to watch Oregon play because it always seems like they have just a bunch of fast guys on offense. It's always just high power. Yeah. Always high power. Their running backs are quick, their wide receivers are electric. And I you know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I don't know if Oregon is gonna lose a game this season. They're, I don't know. Yeah, who do they do they play anyone else in the I mean they just beat Ohio State. Yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah, that is that is the Pac twelve is not good. We've kind of dis- discussed that, but Yeah, they're gonna have all the games they have are I mean, I can count them as wins. The only one that's going to give them, you know, a fight, I think, you know, on paper is UCLA. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they might have enough just kind of firepower to make it. Again. Yeah. I still don't really know how. Who who is has UCLA played anyone yet? They they, they beat LSU. I mean, they beat LSU. They Marquee game. They beat LSU. LSU could be frauds, but we were also talking about how the the whole hurricane thing could have affected them. They were. I mean, yeah. it was a weird. Yeah, they were emotionally I, distraught because of the hurricane. I'm still not sure how I feel about uh, LSU yet, but we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, I mean, according to this weekend, they're not a top team in the West. I mean, Arkansas is up there now, along with A&M. Yeah, what happened with A&M? Did Haynes King go down? Yeah, unfortunately. So A&M, you know, a nice win in their first week, and then they go to Denver, technically a neutral site game, to play a matchup against uh, Colorado, the Buffaloes, who, you know, you think of Colorado football, you don't think of anything. A&M goes up there and... Maybe some stuff in the 90s, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of us think that. But, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, A&M goes up there, and I, I didn't even get to watch the first part, but Haynes King gets injured, and he's going to be out for like two or three months, with which really sucks. Yeah. Really, rough. really sucks, because, you know, he's, he's not a freshman, but... Uh, this is the first year he's been starting, so obviously it was going to take a little time for him to get you know going. But he looks awesome. He's fast. He's got a good arm, and the accuracy and like the playmaking isn't all there because he's young. But he gets hurt, and then our backup comes in, and A and M is just sputtering the whole time. But thankfully, I do think that the Aggie defense is 
one of the top ten in the nation. I think hopefully the defense will keep us in most of the games throughout the rest of the season. We'll see if Haynes King makes a comeback, but it's going to be a tough road for AM since we've missed that piece. The offense just didn't look good, which is confusing to me because we have a lot of weapons, good wide receivers. We have Anaya Smith, Caleb Chapman, Chase Lane. Our tight ends are awesome. Jalen Weidermeyer was in talks for best tight end in the country last year. And, you know, we've got a fresh offensive line, but they're all big dudes. We can control the line of scrimmage because we've got good guys on the O-line and the D-line, but it, and the defense is really good. So, like I said, it'll hold us in the games, but uh, the offense just has not been clicking. And to get to the end, I mean, we won uh, 10 to 7, really ugly. Not good being the number six team in the country last week. But, um, yeah, it, it was tough to be an Aggie fan this week. I mean, a win is a win, but it's not looking good for us if we're trying to make the national title. Yeah, that's just, I mean, losing your quarterback is just always rough. You yeah. Know? But that'll be, I don't know, we'll see how the SEC kind of shakes up after that. Because A&M was, a lot of people had them winning the SEC. Yeah. yeah. It's so, Alabama and then everyone else, so. I think it is. It, it's really Alabama's is. SEC to we lose. All, we all kind of wondered. I don't know why I we all wondered. Of, I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> yeah, know why. I don't know. We talked about it. I mean, we I talked, talked about it. We all it, said it. I said I have no reason to doubt them, but. Hey, I mean, we don't know new quarterback, but guess what? Yeah, they still guess are what? They're still awesome. really awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. Props to Nick Saban for just being the goat. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing else. Objectively, yeah. he's you hate him, but unreal. you got to respect him. He's. Not, I've just come to the conclusion he's not going down. I mean, he's like he's not going to have less than eleven wins. No, I don't think. And maybe we're losing the playoffs, but they will like never. I, I don't know. How, I'm saying, that, I mean, they'll miss the playoff maybe, but they'll have 11 wins. I don't see them yeah, ever it, having less than 11, they're just which a is machine. just insane to think And, you know, they them. just keep extending. Obviously, they're going to. They just keep extending Nick Saban. They're just, they just keep the ball rolling, which is so impressive. Yeah. And, honestly, I just used to hate Alabama's guts because they were so good. But at this point, it's witnessing greatness. Like, yeah, no, a, I, don't, I don't even hate – I don't hate them. As a, as a Tennessee fan, I don't hate Alabama – near as much anymore as I hate Florida and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just have more of a respect for them. And I don't know. Alabama is just going to Alabama, so. Yeah. But they're not excited to talk about in the SEC because they're so good. Like, the the toss-up between Arkansas, LSU, A&M, Florida, Georgia, that's the exciting stuff. So, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but A&M, I'm done talking about them. Uh, we'll just talk next week, see what happens. <laughs> Who do they play next week? Arkansas. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm nervous. Fun, yeah. I'm nervous. I mean, we've beaten Arkansas, I think, like nine times in a row. We just... This is there's been a couple, they look good. Yeah, there's been a couple yeah. close games in there, but AM has just kept the ball rolling. I think we'll be good this weekend because we have, we have those dudes. The defense is awesome, and I think, you know... As far as the most important players in the trenches go, we can outman a, you are still, a lesser team, you know, in Arkansas that's you know kind of rebuilding. A and M is still more talented. It'll just kind of be is Arkansas still playing with their hair on fire? Yeah, yeah. Kinda, it's, a, it's going to be a game of execution, right? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Well, on my my kind of personal note, Huskers won. They beat Buffalo. Nothing, nothing crazy. One. One twenty-eight to three, but if anyone, I doubt many people listening watch this game. But if you did, game kind of should have been like forty-two to three, <laughs> and no, like you, yeah, I 
people probably hear that. And not like, oh, biased. Yeah, not biased. But no, there were. I think we had three touchdowns called back. Jeez. Or just kind of. One of them was one of those pick play calls that was like really ticky tack. Like you see some that are like, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. That's yeah. like interference basically. But then a couple of the calls were like just phantom, little bumps. Like phantom. They're like you didn't even really know what they were talking about. Yeah. And then we had our. our our kicker, who was Connor Colt, Big Ten kicker of the year last year, went 0 for 3 on field goals. Dude, what so he's and he's already missed some he's extra points. Missed the extra and, points yeah. against Illinois. I don't know what he what his deal is. He's, he's got like uh, a, he's got the yips. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He I might hope have he the kind yips. Of figures it out. But anyway, you know, not going to be mad about a 28 to 3 win. Adrian Martinez last two weeks has looked big like, run. He's so back. I hope so. I mean, yeah, I, yeah for like the seventh year in a row. It's Fordham, it's Fordham, and it's Buffalo. But the he's thing back. is, he's still putting, he's throwing the deep ball on the money, which is kind of his Achilles heel. So if he's doing yeah. that, and we play Oklahoma this week, could be ugly. Could be ugly, but, but we just I mean, saw Tulane, Tulane, hang with them. And so here's what I'll say: if Adrian Martinez plays well, it'll be it'll be close. It will. Be. Yeah. I mean that's I mean kind of obvious I guess if you think about you know quarterback if he's doing what he's doing he's the, we're gonna score points but I mean he he'll give them fits even if he's yeah. not playing super well he's gonna run around and they're gonna have trouble tackling him Nebraska's so. defense could have some trouble yeah which interestingly enough has been kind of the really bright spot of the yeah. season because that Illinois game even huh? though they scored thirty nine of those points weren't even the on the defense special teams fumble. Yeah. Yeah, I the mean, fumble six and the special team safety. So the defense has actually only given up, uh, let's see, 31 points in three games. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's very good. But here's what I want to talk about. If you're a Tennessee fan, Oof, you're going to you're gonna like this because we're going to talk Tennessee real quick. Also, if you hate Tennessee, you're going to love this because you're going to get to hear just how miserable this last week was. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here's my thing, and I'm going to rant a little bit. Go off, game. If you watched this Vols versus Pittsburgh Ugh. game, and a lot of fans were complaining about, there were some bad ref calls. There was a call on a field goal where we kind of we returned it for a touchdown, and there were offsetting penalties. Yeah, it which was... I was under the impression, and maybe the listeners might be like, you're an idiot, how did you not know this? But I was under the impression if you had offsetting penalties, the play, play. result was good. Yeah. Or here's the other thing: the refs, the ref called the penalties after we recovered the kick, like after we had we were returning the ball. Yeah. And they called the penalty then. So how did they get to kick again? Is my question. If he said after the ball changed possession, I have no clue. I, and I feel like that just got overlooked. No one like how did that happen? Anyway, besides that, some kind of bad calls, bad like didn't the f- go the ball's way. Fourth so. down. Yeah. Terrible play call that but, should have been a first down. But here's my thing. We have Joe Milton starting at quarterback. Why? Why is this guy starting at quarterback? I thought he was going to be good. It's we all, all kind of did. But here's the thing. We aren't the coaches, so we were – how are we supposed to know? No, right? you, as a fan, you know more than the coaches. No, yeah, there you go. But anyway, <laughs> I'm talking – dude, what piss – Brian Maurer's watching this game saying, yeah, I don't know why they thought I was the worst one because, dude, I mean, if any other quarterback, I don't know. Hendon Hooker came in and kind of did some things. It took him a little while to get kind of going. I didn't – I wasn't super impressed by him either. 
Harrison Bailey plays. Get the Knoxville Catholic JV quarterback to come in, dude. He's making some of those throws. I mean, just wide open guys up the seam. Cedric Tillman, I don't know how he does it, is getting wide open. Wide open. And, and make him just you, roll Nick, sling it. Nick Trucial could have thrown that ball because <laughs> you know what would have happened? He would have fluttered it and just... They were so wide open, they could have just stood there and yes, waited to it. I mean, They would have sat there for five minutes. You could have read a chapter of a book... It, Caught the ball and then still had enough room so to get the here's, touchdown. Here's my thing: complain all you want about the the bad calls you did or didn't get. The game should have been twenty one nothing right off the bat, yeah. and it's over. I'm telling you, right? I mean, it would have been over twenty one nothing. They're not coming back. You broken you got, their spirit. You're gonna score again. Someone, you know, you got another quarterback in. You're gonna score again. Joe Milton is trash. I was under the impression he was going to be good, and we what? were we were informed by uh, some of our <laughs> friends. Uh, who went to Michigan? They told us he was good. They they well, I was well, told he was bad. I was that. told he had bad decision making. This isn't decision making. They're open. <laughs> he's throwing it to the right guy. <laughs> this, this is the correct decision. Yeah, he's he's got the decision making down. He can't throw it to him. I mean, gosh. Well, and someone I heard some people saying, well, you know, it's practice. You know, he's throwing against there. He's throwing against there out there. There's no one there. Have we thought about the balls just choosing not to go to the receivers? It's not Joe Milton's fault. The ball doesn't want to be caught. Someone get some. We got to find the ball boy. What's he doing? I don't know. Some something has to be going yeah, on. The ball boy is like deflating him or something. Some, but if you want Joe Milton to throw it fifty yards, he can get it fifty yards. If you want him to make a forty-yard throw, he's going to throw it fifty yards every time. He's got a cannon, but he just like doesn't know how to harness its power. He has no clue. Someone showed that uh, that Peyton Manning Saturday Night Live, you know, video where oh, he's yeah. playing with the kids, and it was like <laughs> Joe Milton thrown to Valus Jones, and Peyton just thrown in the back of some yeah, back of his head. head. Well, he almost murdered that Hyatt guy with the pass. Yeah, he just nailed him. I thought I, I will thought say, Hyatt was going to have a heart attack on the field. He's okay, thankfully. I will say he threw one of the best passes I've ever seen in my life. Right before he missed wide open receivers, it was like three times in a row. It was three in a row, yeah. But he just bad. He threw like a sixty-eight yard bomb in the end zone on the money, but didn't matter. So did he get hurt or did he get benched? He got hurt. He got hurt. Okay. Yeah, he got hurt. But I mean, Hooker looked all right. I mean, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's maybe he is just he's kind of a guy. Maybe he gets hot sometimes. Maybe there's going to be a game where he just he does complete all of them or something. But dude, I mean, here's the thing. Someone along the lines, because this has been a problem, right? He's been inaccurate. Someone, when he was in high school, should have been like, hey, you're a freak athlete, but, and you got a hell of an arm. Chill out. But let's try you out at defensive end or something. Yeah, (laughs) tight end. You ever tackle him? Yeah, or tight end. Like, hey, yeah, you you can throw it really far, but you could probably be a good tight end. Here's the problem that I have with Joe Milton, too, when he's running the ball. He's, I guess he's worried his tampon's going to fall out or something. The dude's 6'5", 250, and he runs like he's scared. He can't. He's scared of getting hit. Yeah, that, I know. Scared of the first game against Bowling Green, like he could have just come out of the pocket, rolled out, and gotten a first down. And he's just as like kind of uh, uh, nervous, and he just doesn't run hard. Run over somebody, dude. If I was 6'5", 250, I would impose my will on a defensive well, and, back. And even when he, even when he tries to, first of all, I don't know why he's trying to juke anyone, but when he tries to juke someone, it's like he's timid. Slow like motion. He's, he's seriously scared of getting hit. It's and like I don't. It's like trying not to get tagged in a game of freeze tag. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. It, yeah. I mean, it's just. But do you think that the coaches of the Tennessee coaches, you know, I don't 
obviously I'm not a coach, but you think if you see a guy all preseason, all fall camp, and you're trying to decide what quarterback you want for this team, my logic tells me you would pick the most talented guy, even if he's not as refined. I mean, Joe Milton... Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's probably the most talented quarterback he is, he's on the roster. He's the most naturally gifted. Correct. And he's probably the most tenured. I mean, he might be the oldest. I don't know. He was at Michigan, so he, they must have seen something in well, him. That's, well, that's the thing. All three of those guys that are there right now have all played probably yeah. around this. Actually, Hooker's probably played the most. Yeah. Uh, starting games. Virginia but, Tech. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, and I didn't think this at the beginning, but... And maybe they don't do this because he's not as athletic and they want a guy who can run around a little Bailey? bit. But I think Bailey might be your best option. I mean, if he's I, in that game, you're you're up twenty one nothing and Yeah, he probably wouldn't Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have missed those throws. Like I trust him to throw it to wide open guys. Yeah. His my thing with him is if it was a deep ball that was kinda of contested, I didn't really trust him to throw he it. Because he doesn't have the zip on the ball really. But he can throw for, he can throw it twenty yards up the seat. He can complete yeah. a pass. Like, I mean, I geez, mean, it was man. it was some of the it was worse than some of Garantano's stuff. Like I, that's what uh, some people were saying. They were like, "You have all these people saying, oh, man, I'm glad we don't have JG out there.'" And I, I guess I am too because I just I never really liked JG. No, well, you of course you're glad JG's out there. You know you're going to No, he's. I mean, JG would make throws and then he'd have just bonehead terrible decisions. Yeah, you can't. So maybe yeah, he throws. You can't backtrack maybe, on that. Th- maybe those guys who are wide open. But Milton also fumbled. It. Did he? Fu- uh, we fumbled twice, but yeah, he fumbled. Is that when he got hurt too? Uh, I forget. Yeah, but I mean, gosh, and I don't know. A lot of fans were pissed at the coaching and everything, but well, the I think too is I mean the fourth down play call was really bad. Yeah, no, that was bad. And I get you gotta you got he. I mean, Heupel's the one who chose the quarterback, right? Yeah. So he made that decision to put him in, but at the same time, I mean, I'm. It's just it's just execution at that point. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, you put him in, so you said he's the best, basically, and he doesn't look like he is. But seriously, I mean, I can't if I'm if I'm coaching him, I'm just like, yeah, dude, uh, you just got to make that throw. That's <laughs> plain yeah. and simple. I mean, it was embarrassing. I, it, he didn't even look like a an FCS quarterback. A he looked like a D two quarterback out there. I mean, he was missing. I, I mean, there, a high school quarterback could have made those throws. There's no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, know, I mean, like I'm. Jo- I mean, I'm joking about actually putting a high school quarterback in there, but he could have made those throws. Yeah, Jeez. it was bad. It was bad. Well, Nick, you were at the game, right? I was at the game. So, so what were the takes from you know people around you, your buddies, your the fans at the game of they were pretty frustrated. Yeah. They were pretty frustrated. Um, there was a lot of booing uh, towards the refs. Yeah, towards well, the refs I, mostly. I, I get that. But yeah. at the end, at the end, definitely uh, some booing at Heupel. Um, oh, really? Yeah. the The fourth down play call, people were pissed at and booing after uh, booing after that. There were a lot mm-hmm. of very funny chants. Um, that happened. Some that I probably will uh, hold for off the air. Um, but yeah, so some funny student uh, section chants. Are you talking about the fourth down where they went out of the shotgun? Was that yeah, out of the shotgun? The, out of the shotgun, yeah. Which oh. was really bad. Um, people, it, it seemed like people were on hooker a lot. Like uh, at least the people around me were were talking about and excited about him uh, when I he mean, came he to did, the game. He did a few things. I mean, but the the thing that's crazy is you have. Athletes at receiver, yeah, Callaway, dude, taking that. I haven't seen that in a made while. an incredible play. I mean, just that you, one little quick juke move up the sideline, gone. You just, you just gotta get him the ball. I mean, jeez, it's frustrating. 
it's frustrating because you see the same thing happen every time. And it was really frustrating was how well Pitt traveled. Like Knoxville was covered in Pitt fans. I was going to say. Everywhere we went. I mean, I was being heckled everywhere. In my, in my own city. What? I was being heckled. Dude, I will say uh, that was one thing when I turned on the game because I did. I had Madison was making fun of me because I had her phone and I had my phone streaming games while we were sitting at the pool or whatever. <laughs> like I was just watching it like this, but for the for the love of the game, yeah. But I I pulled up the Tennessee game and it looked like the the Bowling Green game, and I'm thinking this is a big game. <laughs> this is a toss up game. Yeah, and they they advertised it. They were like, we need to fill up Neyland, and there's like eighty thousand people there. It was embarrassing. That's you know, so I'm pissed at the fans too. You like, know, you know, Vol football is not doing hot when they have to advertise for people to come yeah. to the games. That that should be automatic. Neyland yeah. Stadium is legendary, and the Vol fan base is probably one of the most. Well, they they get mad all the time, but they are loyal. Like if they're not filling up the stadium, that's weird. Well, and you have it was weird. Maybe the it's thing coming. is is they've talked about you know renovating Neyland and oh. taking out some seats and making it nice and everything. You've all these guys who are like. Man, we can't make it less than 102, 455. And I'm like, we don't fill it up. You might as well make it more comfortable for everyone that's yeah. going to go. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's 20,000 20, seats. The hallways, the hallways and kind of just the general section are a little tough. Oh, dude, they're rough, but I love Yeah, it's, it. it's, it's like walking about, through a cave. Yeah, almost. it's like a cave, and then the bathrooms are... As long as they keep the piss oh, the bathrooms, yeah, I was about to say so the troughs. You need to keep, keep the troughs. Yeah, the troughs are... I remember my first my first game in Neyland. I think I was seven years old, walking in the bathroom and seeing a trough, and I'm like, "Man, this is the coolest thing ever." Yeah, am I? It's awesome. Am I on? Am I at a farm? What is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just got a bunch of dudes peeing next to each other in a big old bathtub looking thing. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. And honestly, it's disrespectful that Tennessee comes out like this. Uh, on the weekend that they wear all orange in honor of Johnny Majors, that that's yeah. just disrespectful. Because he legendary head coach at both schools won a national championship uh, with Pitt. What? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh. Johnny Majors. Well, I mean, hey, somebody honored his legacy, and it wasn't the Vols. So yeah, nice. So Gosh. either way, Johnny uh, Johnny Majors spirit, he rested that day. Yeah, the orange britches didn't do their magic. I mm-hmm. love the all orange uniform too. I know some people some nice. people aren't into it. I love. I like it. No, they're, they're cool. I love it. It's you can't do it all the time, too. but it looks good when they do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll anything else on the balls. I, I feel like ah, I've I mean, said my piece. No, they have a rough road ahead. I will be. Tell you. I will be attending the. I'm going to the Tennessee Tech game this weekend. So, oh, is that in Knoxville? Yeah, it's in Knoxville. I'm gonna go but up there. There is a team that could honestly potentially beat the Vols that I wanted to talk about really quickly. Here is Presbyterian College. Wait, do, they, do they play the balls? No, I'm saying, oh, okay. I'm saying, if they played, that would be incredible. You know, I'd go to that game. You know, they'd probably lose. Yeah, um, Nick, Nick, you were telling us about this. Explain yeah. the backstory of Presbyterian and their, or explain the backstory of yeah. their coach. So the coach is Kevin Kelly, and while a lot of our listeners might not recognize that name, you probably have actually heard of this guy before. Um, so a while back, he was that high school football coach who. Went for two every time, punted, or never punted ever, and did an onside kick every time they scored. Um, and he actually got hired by one of the worst college football programs, but a Division One FCS program, so still D1, hmm. uh, Presbyterian College, and has kept that style in Division One college football. Uh, first game, St. Andrews, 84-43, to 43, W, 
Second game, Fort Lauderdale, 68-3 to win. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, I know those are schools I didn't even know existed, but the, I mean, uh, 152 points, yeah. I think, if I'm and doing the math right. He got, I believe, um, it was 10 straight onside kicks in that first game. 10 straight onside kicks. They recovered them? Yeah. All of them? All of them. Dude, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, and uh, I guess Fort Lauderdale, they... Uh, uh, Coach Kelly called off the dogs because they just quit uh, doing onside kicks in the second quarter. Um, Fort Lauderdale, this is their first college football season. Oh, ever. oh okay. Um, and both, both these schools are not uh, NCAA. They're NIA. N-A-I-A. But Campbell next week um, is a that, that's good a FCS school. school. Yes, they're a good FCS school. Um, they're in that same division as Dayton, Moorhead State. Okay, so they Davidson. Get Davidson. They got some teams. Yeah, I mean these are legit FCS schools, not pushover FCS schools. We're gonna need to do a. So we're gonna do an update each week. Yeah, this the, this season, theory. I, I kind of wanted to throw it on on the radar for every pay dirter, groundhog, worm out there. Keep keep Presbyterian College on your radar. Kevin Kelly um, has brought. A, a video game style of football to real life, and it's working. Bet the over. Bet the yeah. over. That's what I was just about to say. This coach and this team, they are basically what all of us, at least 90% of us who play Madden or you know NCAA football back in the game on Xbox, he's doing what we all would do. Go for two. Onside kick. Never punt. Always go for it on fourth downs. I mean, and it's working in real life. That's yeah, pretty it's sick. insane. It's insane, so it'll be fun to keep up with. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to have to do a weekly update on... What's his name again? Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. And I think he was he was in Ar- uh, Arkansas high, when he was coaching high school. Yeah. He was in Arkansas, I believe. Yeah. I'd rather watch one of their games in the Vols, honestly. Yeah, I mean... Points, baby. Soon I might be I might become a Presbyterian uh, football fan. Drop the Vols. Do we know? What is Presbyterian's name? Uh, the mascot? Uh, Probably the pastors. Scott's. Well, that's Scotsman Club. I don't know. What that is. I'm trying to find it here. It, it doesn't look like they have. Maybe we can go to some quick facts. The Presbyterian here. Gentiles. General information. The blue hose. The blue. <laughs> Interesting. The blue hose. The blue hose. <laughs> and that is H O S E. Yeah. Just for, for clarification. You. Yeah. Get your for mind clarification. Out of the well, that. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, we. I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. Yeah. But hey, that's why you listen to us. That's wild. I love it, though. Um, let's talk a little NFL. Oh. I had oh, a couple, had a couple of college oh, notes. Yeah, go for it. Just I thought they were cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but at the uh, Miami, the U game, there was a cat in the oh, stadium. I did see that. And the cat was hanging off of the, like... The side of like, like one claw, the second deck. He was hanging for dear life, and it was on video all over the place. Hanging for dear life, and the cat falls, and somebody caught him. And the guy who caught him held him up like the the little <laughs> tiny Simba. Lion. Simba. Lion. Yes, Simba. Simba. He he Simba'd him, and it was awesome. The place went nuts. That's the most exciting thing to happen to Miami football all year was that cat. Yeah, stadium cats are so back. 
Um, I, I love a good cat that like runs onto the field. I remember a good black cat. On oh, it's happened in a couple of baseball games, hasn't yeah. it? Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. I loved the uh, cats make sports exciting. Yeah, the, the squirrel that ran onto the field one day. Oh day, yeah, and he ran all the way to the end zone. <laughs> yeah. he, he kind of inched and everyone <laughs> started to cheer. And they was like the twenty, the ten. <laughs> yeah, and he he sat down in the end zone. That was the best part of it. Yeah, so I thought that cat thing with Miami was pretty hysterical. Um, another thing, you know. USC got trounced. Yeah, by going back right to the yeah, West Coast. We need to talk about USC that. got trounced by Stanford, um, and they fire their head coach, uh, Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Yeah, you I mean, know who has been um, circling in talks? A current NFL head coach, oh, oh. Urban Meyer. Well, Urban Meyer, I mean, if the Jags lose any more games, he might have a health complication. Yeah, he could have a heart attack. I, saw, yeah. I, think, I think it was Chad Withrow tweeted out and said, uh, hey, so if you uh, lose this game one against the Texans that you're favored in, uh, how soon until you either get heart problems or you realize you need to start hanging out with your family more, asking yeah. for a friend? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because, well, man, he... Yeah, Urban's... Are you- I thought it was a weird move anyway when he did it, it originally. It is a weird move. Just because he is... First of all, he loves the college game. Yeah. He's a, recru- so he's a recruiter. Well, he's like, just a college coach. That's yeah. There's college coaches and there's NFL coaches. Saban, for example. Not an NFL coach, obviously, yeah. but he's great. The best college coach ever. It's just different. And I'm not saying like... I'm not even saying one is necessarily harder than the other. I'm saying they're different. You have to have a different personality for each yeah. one. And Urban just seems like he loves the college game, and he's older. I didn't know why he wanted to take on that challenge now. No, you know? yeah, you've already he's he's won multiple national championships. He's considered one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Why don't you just retire on that instead of tarnishing your legacy here with the Jaguars? It's kind of like Jordan coming back with the Wizards. Like, yeah, why, did, why did you do that? Retire retire after you win the championship in 98 when you're on top of the world. Like, yeah, it's a silly or at least, move. I mean, it's a silly it, move. I don't know why he didn't just bounce around in the college game again. I mean, he he has been rumored before for USC and for Notre Dame. has been one. The yeah. Notre Dame one is probably never going to happen because Kelly's getting him to the playoff and every I mean there's no reason to get rid of him, you know, yeah. and he's not gonna leave. So I mean, I wouldn't hate that though. <laughs> if he went over to USC. I'd love to see USC get back, honestly. And I think he'd still do it. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the hottest job of course right yeah. now. Well it's the only open job technically right now. I mean but I thought that was wild, you know, Stanford, an unranked team comes out and beats USC, which they shouldn't it should not happen, and you know USC's back on the the coaching hunt now. So yeah, we'll see. Do does USC send a plane to Oxford, Mississippi, and rehire Lane Kiffin? I don't think he would do. That, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That'd be crazy. No, it would be crazy. But I don't think they've got the sip rocking. He doesn't care about. Well, and the way they screwed him over and everything after he screwed UT, kind of, you know, like yeah. he's not going to go back there. Yeah, the, and, the, and the only other thing I had about college football, um, tragic, tragic loss for Florida State. Gosh. Oh, Jacksonville State, Hail Mary. That's another one we need to talk about. That's ugly, dude. You can't lose to on Jacksonville the, uh, on State. On the worst Hail Mary ever. It was like a normal pass. It was like a go-route, and yeah. he just ran around them all. <laughs> oh Jacksonville God. State's not even like a good FCS team. Shout out Riley Green. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, you uh, Jacksonville State in Alabama, FSU. Yeah, you know, people you, forget you. Yeah. You look good, and you like have a close game with who? Who was it last Notre week? Dame? Yeah, Notre Dame. You, I mean, who actually? I don't think Notre Dame's that great this well, year. Well, they had a close game with Toledo. Yeah, last yeah. Week, See, so. yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, they're fraudulent. They're not a top ten team, but still, like you play a really good team. Um, in Notre Dame last week, you play with him the whole game. Mackenzie Milton, the comeback story, it's awesome. And then you go out and just drop one to Jacksonville State. Uh, uh, not good. Not when you're trying to rebuild and stuff. You can't do that. No. No. And did you see going along with your cat story? Another great college football. I guess it was just a picture. But did you see the offensive lineman on Florida State proposing after? Oh uh, yeah. As Jacksonville State fans were, like, I mean, Jacksonville State players were still celebrating. Like going nuts. That's a wild move. And you have to wait until next week. So many people were like, a lot of people like y'all just said were thinking, dude, why would you do that? Like you got to wait. And then I saw all these people on Twitter defending him, saying, "Oh, he probably planned this out so far at all these." And I go. No, screw that, man. You yeah, just you, lost to Jacksonville State. You got to cancel those no, plans. No, you cancel man. that, man. You're not proposing. There's a reason after he that. chose Jacksonville State yeah. because he thought it was going to be a guaranteed win. No, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking unless, well, maybe he came to the conclusion, hey, we might not win another game this season. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, hey, man, you don't have to do it on the football field. You can do it. So make a little romantic yeah, gesture and do something else, man. Go to a public park, find a gazebo. Audible. I mean, just I mean, do it you're, there. You're uh, a ACC football player. You should know what an audible is. You yeah, should know. You, you should go. know. Yeah. You know, I always thought it was crazy the the football players who propose while they're, you know, all geared up and sweaty after a game. Like, I don't know. It's the only like time it's kind it of a cool. selfish move. Like do it normal, man. Like propose like this is also your fiance's special day. You're all suited up for football. You're kind of making it about yourself in a weird way. I don't know. Especially when you lose like that, I would not. That's not what I would do. The, it was really cool when Ian Johnson on Boise State did it. Well, that he is He was also cool. proposing to a cheerleader. Statue of Liberty. Like, yeah, okay, that, well, that's that, different. That was like, that's, that's just different. cool. And they'd be, I mean, that is, you cannot draw it up any better than that. Yeah, that's the exception. Let me yeah. just say that. Guarantee. If they would have lost, he wouldn't have done it, though. Guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. Mm. Mm-hmm. He knew, though. Good for him. He knew, though. Yeah, so. I mean, but that. That's about it for college football. I mean, yeah, the teams that you so. expected to win won this weekend. Georgia beat whoever the hell they played, and Alabama won big. Although Nick Saban did get really mad at one of his players because they let Mercer score a touchdown or something, which is classic Saban. So. I love it. That's Kings stay Kings. Um, I will say, so I've been 0-2 on my gambling picks, and I didn't get to make mine last week on the show. But uh, my my lock was <laughs> Rutgers minus two versus Syracuse, and I believe they won seventeen to seven. Yeah, no, yeah. they won. They yeah. covered. So that was so. I'm now one and two on my gambling pick. So Rutgers, I'll be making Rutgers sneaky undefeated. Are the Tennessee fans mad that they scared away uh, whatever his name Sheena is? Man. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, and my my pick money line Houston Texans <laughs> underdogs. That that's was a smack. That's a payday Happy for you, brother. It. Was yeah. that in that? Was that in your article? That's on the Patriots blog. It was. Check that out, PatriotsBirds.blog. Yeah. As uh, the NFL season starts rolling around more, that is my specialty here. So be on the lookout for more of those picks. That's a good segue into you know the most exciting stuff of the weekend: NFL. We're I mean week one, 
Wow, it got you tingling. We had that great Thursday night game with the t- the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Gosh, what a way to kick that it! Was, that was that was awesome. You could not have scripted it any better. The first NFL game with fans since the Super Bowl in 2019, right? Yeah. Yes, and now who was the halftime performance in 2019? Will? Oh, you weren't there. Oh. Anyways, we have a trivia team. We talk about it on here sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, one of the trivia questions last week, really quick, was who was the halftime performance in 2019? And we guessed it was Shakira and J-Lo. Uh, nope, that was only two years ago in 2020, you know, when Michael Wilbon got all horny about J-Lo and Shakira having their halftime performance. Oh, yeah, that uh, was weird. Yeah, that was weird, but, you Wait, know. Wait, that was in 2020? That was in 2020. Was last year? No, no, no. Yeah, and 2021 this year was the weekend. Oh, right. 2019. I'm thinking season. Our trivia team got it wrong. 2019 was Maroon 5. Whatever. But anyways, fans are back in it. The Cowboys, Bucks, uh, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, he's a million years old, and he's still awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And the Cowboys look great, too, as long as Dak stays healthy, man. Because I remember talking about – we were talking about fantasy, and we were talking about – you know, some of the Cowboys receivers, they got, you know, they kind of have to compete with each other. And what do they do? Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb just both go off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and CeeDee Lamb would have had an even better game, but he dropped a few and he was really mad at himself on the sideline. So, way to take ownership for that. Yeah. Should have done some push ups on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Really make yourself. That'd be yeah. a big football guy thing to do. Yeah. yeah that game of, was awesome. Speaking of being mad at yourself, did you guys see the uh, Baker Mayfield? Um, interception oh, at the end. Pain. It, it was embarrassing. He was just he, so he threw Face a g- game-ending pick with about a minute and a half left against the Chiefs. After they let him come back into the game when the Browns were up big, he would just face planted on the ground, slamming his hands on the turf just over and over. Just throwing a tantrum, just throwing a, throwing a temper tantrum like a five-year-old, like. Kicking his legs and slamming the ground, he just oh, it looked it was embarrassing. It was an embarrassing look. Tough look. How about the Browns not winning a they have one game since what? Was it's oh four. They've lost in their last like twenty home openers or something like that. They've only won one. Yeah. It, so here's something going forward: if you want to bet the Browns week one, don't do it because they will lose. Which also. We've learned doesn't mean a whole week one. That's the best part. Everyone we talk about overreactions in preseason or yeah, just week hype one. or whatever. But week one is the best time for nothing matters in week one. Especially, um, I mean, looking at the Titans, clearly nothing matters in week one because we're going to win the Super Bowl. Eh, we'll see. Well, before we get to the Titans, any, I mean, let's see. Uh, how about? Jameis Winston throwing 148 yeah. yards, but also having five touchdowns. I think he's the first player in the Super Bowl. It was 20 era. attempts. I don't even know attempts. how that math makes sense. I don't either. Because I watched part of the game and I went back and like watched the highlights. He had some he mega had a, throws. He, he threw a bomb. Yeah, he touchdown. threw at least one bomb. I don't understand how you can only you throw for less than 200 yards but have five touchdowns. I think he also had a rushing touchdown too. I wonder what his fantasy stats were. But because oh, it's just touchdowns, I mean, I'm sure yeah, it's crazy. He, but it's probably yeah, at the same perfect, time. he probably he probably broke the passer rating spectrum, and he has like a 200 passer rating or something crazy like yeah, that. Cause, yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because five touchdowns on 20 every four attempts, yeah, throw a and, touchdown. But that was and people forgot that Packers game and the Saints was played in Jacksonville. Kind of weird. 
The Saints, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, Saints, the Saints, I don't know. Well, I mean, they won. But Saints, their uniforms and them playing outside in, in the sun in Florida looked really weird because they're a dome team. But props to them for just absolutely coming out and beating the shit out of Packers and MVP Aaron Rodgers. He didn't yeah, look like uh, an MVP. I'm sure a lot of people feel my pain on this, but I have Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy quarterback, so I was very disappointed. Oh, yeah. I also have Aaron Jones as my running back, so two bad week. Bad for me. performances. I mean, talk about laying an egg. Really bad. Not good. One game I saw, so I was in the airport all of Sunday, so I got to kind of catch, I tried to stream a game, like the Titans game on my phone, and then I kind of watched whatever was on in the airport. And they had the Bills-Steelers game. Oh, yeah. Who kind of did their best impression. Actually, I was going to say their best impression of like a Big Ten November game is what it looked (laughs) like almost. But, I mean, I will say, I guess Josh Allen threw the ball like 50 times, so I guess not exactly. He did, yeah. But, man... It is a low-scoring game, and just defensive defense. touchdowns. But it was well, and just stopping them, and it was just awesome. It was hard, yeah. physical, just nasty football and trenches. It was, it was great to watch. Yeah, because a lot of people, so all these people now, all these fans are all into scoring like games that are fifty to forty. And don't get me wrong; those are fun to watch. I think it was that Chiefs Rams game a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah, like, was, uh, that was a, that was a, a was that a Monday night like game? That was 66 awesome to 54. Some no. of the best games I've ever watched. That was awesome. But along with that, I appreciate the just yeah. defensive. And when it's it's one thing if the offenses are just playing bad, which I guess you can make the argument. But, man, these defenses were just flying around. That's what was just so fun and to watch. Did you see the Tomlin presser after? No. I mean, he, it was exactly like how you described. He said, I mean, we're not here to score fantasy points, style points, whatever you want. We knew this was going to be a tough game. We knew they had a good defense. We knew we were going to have to grind this out and get a W, and that's exactly what we did. So yeah. they knew it was going to be a nasty game decided in the trenches, and they went in there and fought it. I like Mike Tomlin, too. So yeah. do I. He is a total football guy through and through. Yeah. Does he just have, does he have one Super Bowl? Just that one with Big Ben, yeah. I think he was the youngest... Yeah, because Bill Cower, Bill Cower was the head coach on yeah, before. Big Ben's first, yeah, uh, first one. Yeah, the one with Heinz Ward. Yep. Yeah, Heinz, Heinz Ward, Ward. And was Will, Willis McGahey? No, 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 no. The one with Mike Tomlin was that one where. Uh, Wait, why am I thinking Willis? What was Jerome no, Bettis? When was nah, uh, he? May have been on that team, but I'm thinking of. I think he's 39. That's why I'm thinking. I don't know why. That we, uh, there is just so much football in yeah, our brains right now so that we can't even think straight. Football overload. Yeah, but... Uh, Willie. Willie something. Willie Parker? Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking of him. I don't even know if he... That's... I mean, that's... Willie Parker was on their team. Um, here, team MVPs. Oh, Heath Miller was Rookie of the Year. That tight end. Dang. He was he was a good he's been he he's been in the league. This is podcast running back. Yep, podcasting at its finest. Uh, us talking about football, but can't remember because there's so much football in our brains. So oh. we just take a pause. Here's a, a couple of other interesting names on this team: Nate Washington, former and Titan. then Antoine, Antoine Randall. Yeah, yeah, Antoine Randall. Uh, James Harrison was on that team. I mean, he's he, he was there forever. I feel like that was I think that Ike was the Taylor, first. Troy Palomalo. I think that was the first Super Bowl like I really watched. I think I was in like second grade. Yeah, that was probably the first one I really paid attention to. I was like all in on. They beat the Seahawks, and was that Sean Alexander? 
Yeah, Matt. I think the Seahawks. I think they went eight and eight that year, if I'm not mistaken. Did they really? Can you see that? No, nah, they went thirteen and three. Oh, okay. Maybe they went eight and eight after. I something. swear they had. I swear the Seahawks like somehow they made the playoffs in like an eight and eight year, and I thought it was. I guess it was way off, obviously, but. Yeah, I mean, well, was that was that the year that the the Beast Quake happened? No, no, that Beast Quake was. Beast Quake was a wild card game. I well think. into the 2010s. Well, yeah. Nah, maybe I'm off on that one. Oh well. Any other NFL storylines that we wanted? To I mean, on? we we touched on Urban Meyer, but uh, not a great debut for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars as they get beat no. by the Texans, who literally have a bunch of players on their team that you would have thought retired, retired, or, or you know. No just, one would just have like, on their fantasy team. Yeah. It, so you think about Mark Ingram, Rod Taylor, Rex Burkhead, <laughs> all these guys, you would think that, well, they're not on the Texans, but you'd think if you're the like, hell, oh, yeah, Rex Burkhead, Gerard Taylor, oh, Gerard Taylor, he's on the Browns, right? No, that was like two years ago. There are a bunch of guys that have come out of the woodwork and now are starters for the Texans. Team, you have a team of journeymen, or if you want, you could say a team of backups basically yeah it's a motley crew yeah. literally like, yeah like i think of a guy like burkhead who's a real real contributor on like those patriots teams and won mm-hmm. a super bowl but was not like the bell cow which i mean they never yeah. really have one but kind of that that type of player and same with tyrod taylor he's kind of a be a starter for a year for a team or yeah he was the yeah. round starter similar to a ryan fitzpatrick for, Kind of, in a way. Just and, a more athletic Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. obviously. Just but a gentleman like him. Yeah. Shout out Fitzmagic. Sorry for his injury. Yeah, yeah, that Heineke, sucks. Heineke's taking over. But Fitzmagic, he used to play for the Texans, too. And the Dude, Titans. Uh, Fitz and the Jets. Played for like eight or nine and teams. And the Bills. I think we did this. We math. did. And it was actually less than I thought. It was seven or eight. Still, which, I think it was, like, he's yeah. played for like a third of the league, which is crazy. He's he's given a lot of fan bases magic, which is nice. Yeah, I saw him um, at the mall one time. When Titans he for the Titans. really should have kept him around longer. Ah, I, think of it. I don't know. I don't think he was he didn't, good. No, he, he, didn't didn't play that great. he didn't play that great, but that was in the years of us just having awful quarterbacks. So maybe if we would have hung on to him a little bit, he would have caught magic for us. Yeah, but then we probably would have gotten worse draft picks. True, true. But... Oh no! We, we never drafted Mariota. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that would have been so, yeah Mariota and Corey Davis. It would have been so bad not to draft them. Corey Davis was the kind of he, he's kind of the Jets superstar. It looks yeah, let's like. bounce to the Jets game. So I will I mean, say well, and we can kind of tie that in with rookie quarterbacks too. Zach Wilson didn't have a good game. I saw his he did throw one bomb to Corey Davis, and I think he threw it, and Corey Davis like slid and caught it in the end yeah. zone. And even Zach Wilson was kind of like. Uh, oh, whatever. thanks. Cool. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he, like, I don't even think it was that great of a throw. Honestly, good for Corey Davis. I mean, he got paid, and now he's like that dude for the New York Jets, which isn't saying much according to their history. But I mean, he looks like he's having fun, and although Zach Wilson didn't look great, you know, there's there's some light at the end of that tunnel. I think for Zach Wilson and the Jets, I agree. I mean, yeah. and I like the coach Robert Sala or however you say his name. He's cool. I mean, that's what I'll say. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence both didn't have good games, but it's... What do you uh, expect? Yeah, what do you expect yeah. exactly? I mean, I think... I mean, I definitely think Trevor Lawrence will. Zach Wilson is actually... We were all kind of low on him in the preseason. 
He's I'm kind of warming up to him just because yeah. of the ability I think he has, just kind of the raw talent yeah. that we might see. Uh, Justin Fields, on the other hand, didn't. I guess he, he scored he a touchdown. Up, he ended up getting in, right? Yeah. yeah, he scored a touchdown. He at least had that. Well, okay, yeah. I, I don't know what the Chicago Bears are doing. I mean, the, the, they it look is just terrible. It is just a circus over there in Chicago. Like, I get that you got Andy Dalton and you told him... You basically just promised him the starting spot. Yeah, yeah, that's what you did. You you gave him $10 million and then you have this silly tweet saying QB1. Okay, well, yeah, that's going to get people excited. You get Andy Dalton and then then you use a first-round top five, top ten draft pick on Justin Fields and, like, you let him sit. Like, I understand that Dalton is a veteran and you might want to let Justin Fields, you know go under his wing or something or see a few games or just sit the bench until it's his time. But when you when you get a pick like that, like I don't I would throw him right in there because the Bears just looked sloppy. Andy Dalton didn't look terrible, but Justin Fields uh, this is not my opinion, but a lot of people think he's very good. I don't think he's very good. But if if I did think he was good, I would want to have Justin Fields playing as a rookie if I was a Bears fan. Because he's just he just adds so much to, you know, what they could be. Well, here's my thing too. Even if you don't like you said, you don't think he's that good. I mean, they spend the draft pick on him. It looks like they're gonna suck. So yeah. I say yeah. get him some reps or something. Yeah, put yeah, him in try what's gonna happen reps. is you're gonna keep losing games and if you keep Dalton in, you're gonna start here's the thing, uh NFL's all about making money. If you put a if you put Justin Fields in, you're at least going to get butts in the seats because guys are people are going to want to pay to at least come see him. Yeah, see if he's any good. Even when you're four and eight or whatever, you know. I mean, don't wait. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. wait either. And you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Justin Fields, he's a, at least he can use his legs. Andy yeah. Dalton can't use his legs, so never. Well, why, why would you not? Why would you spend the draft pick and then just look like a bunch of doofuses when you put Andy Dalton in as the starter? Although I will compliment Andy Dalton. His beard looked really nice. The Red Rocket, he's back. I mean, I did like I, – I always kind of felt bad for Andy Dalton when he was on the Bengals because I think he had some years where – They didn't have any help, really. I thought he was good enough to be like a – Playoff he, he threw. He, what did he have? Thirty-three touchdowns. He in the, few, no, he had a few years where they he made almost a Pro Bowl made the two. playoffs. Yeah, they I think almost he had two or three playoffs. Pro Bowls. Yeah. So I always kind of was like, man, I kind of wish he could have been on a better team because he was a. He, I mean, he was in the top half of the league for yeah. sure. I mean, obviously, like you said, Pro Bowler. So, but I mean, he's past his time. Yeah, I mean, certainly. He'll kind of bounce. Up. He could be a backup for a few more years. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, make some money and oh, yeah. hold the clipboard, man. But he's not. They're not going to be doing anything in Chicago with him. But the flip side of that game, the Rams looked so awesome. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they're going to be. I'm excited for the Rams. I'm excited for Stafford because he's a guy like we just. I just said about Andy Dalton. Obviously, he's been probably the best guy to never win anything. Yeah, you know. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, good for him to get out of that dumpster fire in Detroit, like, and have some weapons. And he and Sean McVay are just hand in hand, and they're. Just lighting it up on offense. I know it's week one, but they put up a lot of points on the first play uh, for them. And on offense, uh, Stafford just launched a missile and they scored. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean that's a dynamic coaching QB duo. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. McVay and Stafford—they were already on vacation. 
with each other like before Stafford had even gotten traded and stuff. Dude, that's the thing yeah. about not Mc, weird at all. People forget McVay's like so he's so young. Yeah. He's thirty five. Younger than yeah. a bunch of those players. I remember seeing that on Hard Knocks. Like you forget he has like some smoking hot wife and oh he like, does. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, he's only thirty five and he's making millions. So yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, and the Rams defense is really good. Obviously, Aaron Donald is a beast. Yeah, he got a sack at the end of the game. They had Jalen Ramsey. So Jalen Ramsey, I mean, I think you could argue it, I guess. But objectively, he's the best cornerback in the league right now. Ninety nine on Madden. Yeah, yeah, he's a ninety nine club guy. He got paid a bunch of money last season. So you think of him. Think of him as a lockdown corner. If you're playing the Cardinals, he's going to cover D-Hop. If you're playing the Packers, he's going to cover Devontae Adams. But the Rams last night were moving him around a lot. They were keeping him close to the line of scrimmage in the box, kind of, because he's so good that if you put him on one wide receiver, there's going to be no action on that side. So when you keep him in the box, he can make more plays. And he was like in on a bunch of tackles, just... Hitting dudes, it was it was really cool to watch. Yeah, so I mean, fun... the Rams have a good defense. Shout out Nashville too, six one five guy. Shout out Brentwood Academy, for sure. Also on that team, Van Jefferson, another guy. Yeah, Van, Van Jefferson was the guy who caught the touchdown. Yeah, Ravenwood guy. Also, silly move by the Bears. Van Jefferson caught that missile and just like tumbled, and the Bears just decided to let him get up and run in the end zone. They didn't touch him. Yeah, it was the, terrible. Yeah, the Bears are just a oh, it's bad. It's real bad. But but I was just going to say, if we're talking about rookie quarterbacks still, the Dolphins and the Patriots. Tua's not a rookie, but, you know, you have the Alabama, former Alabama the quarterback ball. matchup. Yeah. Yeah, and Tua comes out on top, you know. But Mac Jones looked he looked to it. It's kind of scary how they good he kinda... looks because he's, he's like, oh, is this guy going to be the Bill Belichick prodigy and they're going to win more Super Bowls? He did. He looked pretty good, and Jalen Hurts looked really good. Which good yeah. for Jalen Hurts. I'm oh a big yeah, Jalen Hurts fan. Yeah, yeah they the, spanked the, Colts. the Eagles. No, the Eagles destroyed the Falcons. the Falcons. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking wrong game. Seattle. But yeah, uh, real quick, we'll just last few minutes here. We'll kind of preview this upcoming weekend. Um, big game, I guess. Alabama, Florida play yeah. right. Alabama, Florida play. Is it, uh, is it Richardson? Yeah, the Richardson is the backup for Florida. Florida. He's yep. awesome. He's essentially what Emory Jones was supposed to be up until now. And it's just, uh, Reese, I think you said he's a top five leading rusher in the SEC right yeah. now. Because he's just, I mean, he's electric when he gets the ball. And then we have we have Auburn and Penn State, which should be pretty wow. decent. There are games that are coming on this season. There's so many out-of-conference games, I feel yeah. like, that I just didn't even realize were happening. Ole Miss, Tulane should be interesting. Yeah, after what we saw Tulane do yeah. with Oklahoma, I mean... That could be interesting. Arizona sure. State, BYU. And um, as I mentioned before, we have the uh, 50... or Is it 50? Yeah, the 50th anniversary of the game of the century with Nebraska-Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I think Oklahoma's favored by like 22, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of Oklahoma. good games. Virginia Tech, West Virginia... Um, Mich- oh, and a good one kind of filled with some, I guess, what is it? I guess you could say uh, playoff dark horses, maybe not anymore, but uh, Cincinnati and Indiana play this weekend. And that will be actually, as I'm wanting to on my gambling picks, my next pick for this upcoming weekend is Cincinnati minus three and a half versus Indiana. I'm not a believer in Indiana. 
but I am in Cincinnati. Big Desmond Ritter fan. Cincinnati's look sure. good. They've looked good this season. I just think, I mean, I could definitely see them winning that game by, honestly, a couple touchdowns, but I think they yeah. win by a touchdown for sure. So Vanderbilt and Stanford. Stanford's coming into town, so we'll hey, have a bunch of Stanford fans here. Also, actually, shout out to Vanderbilt for, so first of all, Vanderbilt, I don't know if y'all talked about it last Pulling week, off losing, the losing to ETSU. Oh, we talked about it. 23-3. to Oh, God, it was but, bad. But, dude, this last week, and I know Colorado State's not any good, but when you're that bad, and then you're down 14 to Colorado State, and then to come back and win, I mean, honestly, heck of a job. And I've never, like, cool. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I have no, I don't, I don't care for Vandy or anything, but I mean, I'm just kind of impressed with that. I do kind of like Clark Lee on the, yeah, on, uh, hometown guy. On the morning show I helped produce at 1025 The Game, we have Clark Lee call in. I think he's been calling in once a week, and he just seems like a really great guy. Yeah. And to me, the kind of, for Vandy football, I think the department is basically saying, "Hey, here's a Vandy guy, so yeah, we'll either, just get he's, him in there. either he's going to be good, or if he's not good, we can just kind of use the excuse. Oh, well, he played here. Like he's a Vandy guy, so <laughs> yeah. if he goes three and nine every year. Maybe no one will care. So, yeah, congrats on the win. I, I was mad because I told one of my buddies he was like, "Dude, should I bet on Vanderbilt or Colorado State?" I'm like. Dude, Vanderbilt got killed last week by ETSU. Take Colorado State. And that did not happen. So, sorry, Thomas, you lost some money. Too bad. There's uh, some NFL games next week, too. Uh, I wanted to talk about what I think is going to be an unfortunate game for the Titans. Seahawks. we got to go travel up to Seattle. Yeah, I was wondering. After a tough loss to Arizona. I was wondering when the elephant in the room was going to be talked about uh I don't know. Do people know that we're Titans fans? They do. They I think have they an do. idea. They might have an idea. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We need to talk. Okay. Just real quick, because we are we we have we have gone long, but hey, we'll keep going. We have no. There's no rules. We we're, we're our own bosses. It's the so. first week of NFL and so college football yeah. at the same time. We got, we're gonna we got go a lot long. to cover, but we will. Let's finish it off with a little Titans talk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Titans got wrecked. Easiest, uh, easiest way to yeah. say it. Do y'all want to? Do you want to recap it a little, or do we want to go into some of the after game? Happenings? Why don't Why don't we each do a little round robin? Maybe one thing you were most mad about, or one thing you. Oh, I've, got, I've got a whole list. Okay. We'll do, I was at the we'll game, and I have a list yeah. of thoughts I'll, that were my immediate reactions. I'm going to give out real quick just a couple. Dare I say, bright spots, in a way. You're starting. Okay, so. The only thing I really liked, and like I said, I was watching the game on like Sports Surge on my phone in the airport trying to see it, so I didn't get to see the whole thing. But I did like, I know we didn't really tackle Kyler Murray, but I do think Bud Dupree is going to be pretty good. I mean, I did see... The pass rush looked better. I at least got to see some... I mean, we kind of got back there pretty quick. We just yeah. couldn't finish. But uh, I did see... there. I, I say this because at the beginning of the game, I saw Bud Dupree absolutely bull rush the left tackle yeah. one time, and I was like, that's awesome. Literally didn't see that last year. No, not by um, <laughs> never last year. <laughs> and let me think about the other brights. No, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. well, AJ Brown had a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he looked pretty good. Julio looked bad. But here's the yeah, thing: so it's, y'all watched it on TV. So get, keep going. But yeah, I right. have. A, right. I was at the game, so I'm, I just want to say I love going to Nissan Stadium. I've been going like my entire life, and I love 
being a fan in the stadium for the Titans, even though we've had terrible years in the past. But it's a very different experience to watch a game in the stands rather than watching it on TV. Like you've got the whole fanfare and stuff, you know. They you score. see things differently. Yeah, too. you see things yeah. totally differently. So I, it was hard for me to like watch the X's and O's from a fan perspective in the seat. So y'all probably had a better idea of how it looked on the TV. So yeah, keep going. I just wanted to say that. I mean, because to me it just looked terrible the entire time because we fumbled, we threw interceptions, they couldn't, they were just punting all the time. Oh, it was terrible. Well, in case it was a secret to anyone, uh, we have a problem with right tackle. Um, yeah. Well, we decided wondering. to give Dennis Kelly's money to Kendall Lamb for some reason, and he literally he got his lunch money eight. Luan got his lunch money eight. Well, let me, his lunch eight. <laughs> let me, lunch let me say this too because a lot of people are kind of going back to the whole Jack Conklin thing, like how we let him go. His thing, that move was not a bad move at, 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 the, at the time. time like, we didn't we, think we he was going to be good have, again. Well, not even that, but he was asking he, for... I think he well, went... the Titans had an off... Uh, we a, apparently, his, apparently, the Titans had a pretty good offer on the table for him, and he just chose Cleveland. Well, That's and, what I heard. Well, I think well, we had... Yeah, it would have been we a declined his fifth-year option, though, and to it, even have the contract. I mean, he went to Cleveland and got paid, like, 20 mil. So, yeah. I mean, we just weren't going to pay that. So, don't... People who are going back all the way to that... No, kind of cool off. Yeah, like yeah, just relax. We've, here's the thing: we've whiffed on the last two right tackle draft picks. So that I mean, that's kind of the main thing. Yeah, Raiden's is a right guard now. But I agree. Dennis, I mean, Dennis Kelly was a guy I really liked, and he loved being a Titan. He, he loved, loved being a Titan. Everything. So he loved being a Titan. It was sad to see him go. That sucked. I mean, obviously, there were times there. There got to a certain point in the game where I was like, Ryan Tannehill, like I'm. He might get hurt just the way yeah, he's he was getting back there. They were um, the presser after the game. There was a reporter that asked Vrabel um, at some point, "Were you guys planning on taking Tannehill out at the end of the game because of the the brutal beating that he was taking?" Um, and Vrabel said they had been considering it, and he said if they had. Uh, if the Texans scored one more drive or something like that, they were going to take him out. So it Cardinals. was getting. It was getting. Yeah, er, gosh, I've been off today. No, you're good. You're um, good. A loss will do that to you. Yeah, I've just been uh, so mad about that loss. Uh, so, yeah, Vrabel, Vrabel was thinking about taking him out. Chandler Jones had the game of his career: oh five sacks, God. two forced fumbles. Looked oh. looked like the Hall of Famer he is. Um, so, and, not yeah, not much good. It was so demoralizing to just watch number fifty-five come off the edge and just destroy anything the Titans were trying to do on offense. I mean, it happened on their first offensive drive. He comes, Tannehill tries to do a, well, I think it was the first one. He tries to do he has his, a strip sack play action bootleg, and bootleg. Chandler just destroys him. Well, and that's kind of a play. We do that a lot. It's, it's a naked bootleg, right? Yeah, yeah we do it a lot. Out there. So There's not supposed to be think, anybody there, but he was. Well, so is that is that more of a play call thing? Like, do you think we were just, that was dumb to call that play at the time? I, I don't think so. I think Chandler Jones just yeah, had a really good they, game, honestly. Tannehill was asked about that play, and uh, the reporter was like, is there anything you felt you could have done, done better to avoid that fumble? And Ryan said, well, uh, I, I turned around, and he was kind of already there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like, much you can do when so a I professional think athlete kind of is Chandler Jones made an incredible Ooh. play. Combined with the play call itself, just was unfortunately that was the only thing that was going to happen. I mean, I tell you what, it could have been, 
someone said this, and this is wrong. Someone said, hey, you know what? This could be the best thing to happen to them. No, it's not because we lost, and you need to win games in the NFL to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't agree with that, but after all the offseason hype, and it could be about good. how good they are, this should light a fire under them, and hopefully, I mean, you got a lot of things to fix, so go ahead and go fix them. But the problem is, as far as some of the offensive line stuff goes, I mean, I guess you can fix some of it, but I just don't know if we have enough guys at offensive yeah. line now. I, I mean, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, no. Well, like I said, our offensive line, dude. I mean, historically, Taylor Lewan has been solid pre-injury. Roger Saffold is a top ten guard in the league. Ben Jones has played really well for the Titans since he came over from Houston. Nate Davis, who we drafted, I don't know, third or fourth round third a few round. years ago, yeah. he's been solid. Yeah, so you would think that games. four yeah. out of the five linemen will play well and it just it didn't it didn't happen. There's and, no cohesiveness. Yeah. No. We weren't playing together. It was just, just such a, it was almost an anomaly. Like I just it was so confusing to see them play so poorly yeah. that I was like Mm. Derrick Henry had what, like seven yards in the first half yeah, or something. Yeah, like that. They, we couldn't, we couldn't run the ball. We couldn't do. Yeah. It. it's not just Derrick Henry. We couldn't get anything going. Nothing. I mean, we didn't. Tannehill didn't have time to throw. He didn't have time to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I will give props to Tannehill. He did stand in there a couple times, and, t- and the pressure hits. was right on him. And he he let a ball go, and it was a good throw. And one of them was that AJ Brown touchdown pass. Like, I mean, and we're. He, I don't. People who are hating on Tannehill, if they if they are doing that, that's dumb. I mean, last yesterday was a bad game. I get it, but Tannehill will stand in there under the pressure and make a throw. I will say you've got one of the handful of quarterbacks that honestly can probably take that many hits. Yeah, yeah. maybe part of it's from playing receiver in college. Like he's used to. He was and also taking a beating so from playing with the crappy Dolphins. Yeah, probably. But I mean. He's he's gutsy, and I think a lot of fans kind of appreciate that, or at least they should. Yeah. No, we'll bounce back. It was ugly. Yeah. But. I wanted I wanted to hear y'all's opinions on this. So, uh, Taylor Lewan, the left tackle, terrible game. Chandler Jones made him look silly. He's a noted like social media guy, Bustle which you know. Boys. I don't need to get in on what I think of it, I guess, or what I would do differently. But yesterday after the game, he or maybe it was today, he tweets out. Got my ass kicked today. No way around that. Period. I let the team and the fans down. Thank you, Chandler Jones. For He tags Chandler Jones. Thank you, Chandler Jones, for exposing me. It will only force me to get better. What do y'all think of that? After you get just asked to Twitter, like, what do you what do you think of that? He should just so, delete Twitter. I mean, I kind of, like... I mean, I respect I him for saying that, like but why are you still worrying about that? Like, that shouldn't be your focus right now, I think, is Twitter. Well, I get it because it's kind of his personality to go out and be like, yeah, I did this. Like, he's trying to own up to it. I get that. But, dude, just, yeah, I wouldn't even say anything. Like, for, forget about it. Here's what I saw all these fans, and a lot of people have this take, so I'm ready to kind of debunk it, talking about, we've got a left tackle who cares more about his podcast. He's like, you're way too busy podcasting. That is the laziest You just care take. more about football. She definitely cares hey, about football. D- here's the thing. Everyone's like, yeah, that's a distraction from football. Everything's a distraction. Like, it's so... Pac-Man was going to strip clubs and, like, pulling guns Spitting on the dudes. on people. Yeah. yeah. 
And he was still playing good, you know. Like, you, you think these NFL players don't have a life outside of their job as a football player? No, yeah, and d- don't get me wrong. You're that's a lazy paid, take, dude. But they're putting in tons of hours on football. Him doing a podcast is not stopping him from being better at football. And he doesn't yeah. even do it during the season. Well, and I'm just saying, I'm not. It, that's just such a dumb take to even pull that out. No, you're people are just pissed off saying people stuff. have hobbies. Is if like one of our football players goes fishing on a Saturday, is that a distraction? Is he? I mean, I guess it is. He should be able to walk through. But I mean, you know, <laughs> on like a, on a Wednesday night. Yeah, you well, know, you or know what he, you're saying. I mean, it, literally everything's a distraction. It, the thing that I, I mean, this isn't the same thing. Yeah, but when we're talking distractions. You have a lot of people asking in the college game, is this NIL stuff going to be a distraction? Guys trying to grow their brand and like make a business. And I'm like, they're in college. Uh, so parties are distracting. Yeah, you, yeah. you think they're they sitting have, in their They car? have homework to do. Dudes are, my little brother's seeing all these dudes after the game like at the frat parties. Like, yeah, they're hanging out. So uh, I'm okay if they want to... Build a business on the side. Like, yeah, I mean, at the true. end of the day, these guys don't live at the stadium. Well, Everyone has a life yeah. outside. Just get of it. get rid of the distraction stuff. Okay, if it's act like yeah, if you're if it's turning into where you're gonna get suspended for stuff you're doing, you know, yeah, I get that. But don't give me this whole bullcrap. Hey, you're podcasting too much, man. Like you need to pay more attention to football. He goes in. Really, I don't think he does a whole lot. With I'm sure Will Compton is the one who really takes care of most yeah. of it. He goes in there and talks. And yeah. Compton and some old Brentwood High School boys oh, yeah, do McPherson. all the rest and produce yeah. and everything. Yeah, dude, so. uh, yeah, and like I said, he doesn't even do it during the season. Yeah. He doesn't do it. My take on him tweeting that out, like... He's kind of established himself because he has a podcast and because he's kind of polarizing. He's established himself as a social media guy. So... I wouldn't personally be tweeting out, you know, like kind of a, oh, I fucked up, sorry, thing if you just got burned in the first week of the season. But since he has established himself, I kind of respect him for owning up to it and saying like, hey, you know, I played bad. I got to be better because, you know, it could go either way. If he didn't say anything, people are going to be like hammering him on Twitter. Oh, where are you at now, dude? How how was that game? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Well, that's why I kind of say, like, that, like, I get it because that's his personality. I just wouldn't, I mean, yeah, it is a lose-lose. It's like the Kevin, it's it's also like the Kevin Durant mentality when, like, why are you even on Twitter, like, worrying about, I mean, that's, why do you worry about, who are you apologizing to? Well, I mean, I, 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 I truly think that, like, he cares about the fan base and, like, you know, a lot of fans might have been clamoring, clamoring for him to say, like, Say something. So I, I mean, guess. I don't think he's just. I don't think he's trying to get attention. I think he's truly being honest, saying like, "Hey, to all the fans and like you know whatever, I, I screwed up. Like I got to be better. I respect that. Yeah. I don't think it's a publicity stunt at all." Well, here's the thing. Uh, on the show this morning, Joe Rexroad said uh, he he does all the games and he's you know gets in the media and asks questions and everything. And he said. Uh, Who's the one? You know, the one guy they always want to talk to after practice or after games is Luan. Yeah, he's the best guy to interview and everything. And apparently, I guess they didn't let Luan go out and do the whole media thing. So I will give him that. Like he didn't really get the opportunity to yeah, say his mind fair. or anything. So he's but, one of the faces of the team. Like I don't, 
I don't think it's something that people need to get upset over as, you know, Titans fans. I just, yeah, here's the, I didn't care that much. Yeah, like, it doesn't really bother, matter, dude. It doesn't really bother me. All these people telling, seeing like, oh, this is so soft, or this is dumb, or you, I mean, just, who cares, like, I don't care. It's not yeah. his fault we lost. I mean, it's he didn't play there. good. But. <laughs> yeah, but neither did the defense. He was ripping the tackle Kyle Murray. Nobody could cover D-Hop. Like, yeah, it's no, not, uh, you're, it, it takes ever, a team. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's it takes a team. Correct. He was one of the, the definitely the main catalyst. The though. thing, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, okay. There's a few things I wanted to say about it. I know we're ranting about the Titans, but I think a lot of our people care about it and might want to know what we have to say. A couple things. It's a long season. 17 games this year. And... The offense didn't play together at all in the preseason. None of those starters played in the preseason. They have they haven't played together well, in half training. Of them didn't practice. Yeah, they didn't practice. They weren't together in training camp. So yesterday's game was the first time the offense has really been on the field at the same time. So I mean, if you're a betting guy, you probably would not bet that they would do well because they haven't played together. It's a long season. It's the first game. All that matters, really, is that we make the playoffs. And like we said, we're overreacting to every game because it's week one. You know, yeah, we got the shit kicked out of us, but it's a long season. We have a chance to win a lot of games. Very true. But the thing that did bother me about the Titans, they came out there and they got on the field and they got punched in the mouth and they didn't stand back up. Like when you come out there and the Cardinals punch you in the mouth, get up. Send the offense back out there. Put the defense out there. Offense needs to score a damn touchdown. Derrick Henry needs to run over somebody. The defense needs to get an interception. Like, do something. Don't just sit back. Like, that was the part. And obviously, you know, it's easy for me to say that. But do something. Go out there and hit somebody. Like, don't just lay down. Well, and a lot of fans were pissed because uh, after, as the game was over and guys were walking into the, back into the tunnel, back into the locker room, they were like fist bumping and stuff. Like, just kind of. You know, doing their thing or whatever. And it was kind of like, dude, we want to, like, show some, be pissed off. Yeah, have some you know? fire about it. Well, you it's know? like someone said, what would be better, like, if they got in, like, a brawl with each other? Yeah, dude. I want to see people pissed off and well, fiery personalities and being like, dude, we screwed up. Like, yeah. you saw Derek Henry get in the O-line's face. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him, honestly. Yeah. I'm not big on a lot of guys, like, yelling at their O-line Ripping the into time. their teammates. Just, well, ripping into their O-line specifically. Because yeah. I'm yeah. like, dude, you better be careful. That's not a good way to... But, yeah, but yesterday, that was warranted. No, yeah, and Derrick sure. Henry has the respect of his, his linemen. So, like, I get that. That's not a big deal yeah. for him. Well, he's the man. You, yeah. You, there are things that... It's not like he's some punk rookie or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. So as much as we can be mad about it, guys, I don't think it's time to pull the panic button or even look at the panic no. button for the Titans yet, because you know what we had we were really we had a lot of expectations in the off season coming into last you know yesterday's game. Yeah, we got we got beat really bad, but we have a lot to still be excited about. Like you said, Bud Dupree played well. AJ Brown is still really good. Derrick Henry. We, we're not even in tractor Cedo season yet. We're not even close. Derrick yeah. Henry's going to be fine. Tannehill, he's our guy. We're good. I just, you know, this is a throwaway game. Forget about it. On to Seattle. I agree. And that's the thing. People are really worried about Seattle. And, yeah, you should be. But that's also not unlike the Titans to get just absolutely dominated by someone and then go beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Or, oh, yeah. Know. It's not unusual. Any team can win any weekend. Yeah. No, I agree. And we we have a lot of pieces, so I think we're fine. Although it did suck yesterday. My Marcus Mariota jersey's cursed. And a little girl threw M&Ms at my back to just 
add insult to injury. So that's tough. It was rough. I guess I got a rock. I'll, I'll be going to a Titans game pretty soon. I, I've been going with the red Eddie George. I'll wear my blue soon. Eddie George. But I, I, I mean, I have a new Derrick Henry one that I'll wear. Can't but, go wrong. Yeah. All right, guys. Great pod. Um, yeah, extra long one today. Plenty of went content. Went a little long, but probably uh, probably wise to expect this kind of closer to hour 15, hour and a half type episodes now that football's full in full swing because we want to – we want to give you all as much information as we can, give you our opinions. And, I mean, we, we're here. We want to talk about football. So we're going to try to cover as much as we can in a reasonable amount of time. So if you're still listening, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, as we move on to this next week, be sure to, like we said, check out the podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe it. Um, check out our website, paydirtsports.blog. And be sure to follow us on social media. I've been putting a lot of good content out Uh be looking for some kind of game day takeovers on social media platforms. Yeah. So probably kind of Instagram story takeovers as we have a few guys in different parts of the country that will be able to kind of give y'all a peek at different college campuses and lot, lots of stuff coming up. So yeah, be sure to follow us on Paydirt Sports, just one word, Paydirt Sports on Instagram, and then on Twitter at Paydirt underscore sports. Guys, it's been real. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you all next week. Sweet. See you guys. Peace.